May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One of the great privileges of my ministry is to be with people as they near death. Sometimes to be with them in the moment they pass over, or soon afterwards. Those times are sacred. The space in those moments is liminal. The veil is lifted somehow, and there is a palpable sense of Jesus in the room. That's not a surprise, right? Because he promised that whenever two or three are gathered, I will be in the midst of them, he said. And so that is true always, in life and in death and in that slight in-between place. Our Episcopal tradition and our prayer book include prayers for the dying. And when I have the opportunity to pray with the person lying in great weakness, as I anoint their forehead with oil, I am reminded that they are on the threshold to see something we each will see when it is our turn. One of the people in Scripture who expresses this most confidently, this reality, is Job. This is a bit ironic. As you will recall, Job is the one who suffered more than perhaps any human being ever. He was stripped of everything, covered in sores, his whole family dead, no understanding friends. Even in the midst of all of that, Job did not lose his faith in God. We quote his testimony in our burial liturgy. Job said, As for me, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him, who is my friend and not a stranger. I myself shall see you yourselves will see this morning we can have confidence that Myra sees now will sees now and they behold the one who is a friend and not a stranger What does this mean? What does it mean to see? How do we see? Seeing. The 
Today's gospel passage begins with some Greeks in Jerusalem asking to see Jesus. They've heard about Jesus. Everyone is talking about the miracles he has done. Raising Lazarus from the dead would be a particularly stupendous example. And in the verses just before today's reading, Jesus has ridden into town on a donkey as crowds hailed him as the King of Israel with shouts of Hosanna. Now I imagine this scene in Jerusalem as pretty chaotic. The Pharisees are on high alert. Crowds continue to gather and grow, listening to Jesus speak. And they were all sorts of people, even Gentiles, like these Greeks. People are pressing in with questions. These particular Greeks come to Philip. Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Horao, to see. John uses the word see, horao, frequently in his gospel. And he means more than seeing with one's eyes. For John, seeing is deeper and more. Let's pause here to notice that we do the same thing with the word see in English. How many different things do we mean when we say see? More than we actually notice, I think. We use this word all the time. Here are some examples. I'm going to see a movie or a play. What we mean is, I'm experiencing a story. Now, in the before times, that was with other people, right? In the theater. Perhaps now it's from your couch. But seeing in this context means engaging a story someone else is telling, perhaps hoping to escape my current circumstances, or hoping for entertainment, or emotional release, or to learn something about people and situations that are different from my own. I'm going to see a movie. We say, I'm going to see the doctor. We mean, we're going to consult with someone who knows more than we. Hoping for a diagnosis for a malady. And then really hoping for a cure. Seeing in this case means to seek help. Sometimes we say, I'm seeing someone. We mean that we are dating. We're in a relationship, getting to know someone else. Seeing in this circumstance is to be in a relationship, sharing my life, my vulnerabilities, showing my love to another person. I'm seeing someone. And then we say, I see, and someone explains something to us. Seeing means understanding, 
I see now. Thank you. I see. And then there's this one. I see you. I know what you're doing, and you're not fooling me. Seeing in this case is a playful warning or an acknowledgement of mischief or just a fun way that people who know one another well remind them that, yes, I see you, I know you, I know who you are, what you're about. You can come up with many more examples, I'm sure, of what it means to see. The point of going through this exercise is to invite us into today's story in a deeper way. Because we are the Greeks, those to whom the gospel is promised. We know that God's people, Israel, are the light to all the nations, and we are those who are grafted into the original promise. So we, like the Greeks in the story, come on our own path, and at some point, at some point, hopefully we say, Sir? We would like to see Jesus. We have heard about him, his miracles, his teachings, but we want to see for ourselves. That is the Christian journey. So what do you mean when you say, I want to see Jesus? Are you watching a story drawn in by the characters and the plot and the emotion? Are you willing to own the story as your story? Are you a participant? Or are you still an observer? Curious, but with one foot still out the door. Perhaps you wish to see Jesus for healing. You want to see him for a consultation to direct you towards a cure. Will you see him and get the forgiveness or the healing and then walk away back into regular life? Or will you join in the lifetime walk with him as a follower? and renewed, trusting that the true healing comes through walking in His way of love. Perhaps you wish to see Jesus, have a relationship with Him, share your vulnerabilities, your joys, your sorrows, your hopes. He's always ready for this relationship of truth and trust that you can engage through prayer. He really wants to hear you, to have a conversation with you. Lent is a particularly good time to engage in prayer practices, but so is every other day, all the time. He's waiting. He's ready. Maybe you wish to see, as in, I understand, Jesus, what you are saying. I understand. I see. 
how do we seem this way? Well, when we gather together to study the Word, to talk with one another, to invite the Spirit, to enlighten the eyes of our hearts through Scripture, maybe you will see Jesus more clearly this Holy Week by reading the text for yourself, seeing the Savior in the sacred words, gaining new understanding. And maybe you will see, Jesus, Jesus, I see you. I see what you are doing in this sacrifice. I see your faithfulness. I see and I hear you when you say, Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. I see you, Jesus. All people. The Jews, the Greeks, all nations. I see he came to save us all through the cross, the tomb, the empty tomb, the ascension back to the Father. I see you, Jesus. You have not hidden your glory or your love. Thank you. So, friends, in this last week of Lent, as we approach Holy Week, how will you see? See with the eyes of your heart. See with your longing for healing. See with your tear-stained face. See with hope. For the one who redeems us longs to be seen by us. Come and see, he says. Come and see. And behold the one who is God. Behold a friend and not a stranger. Amen.